Looking for a senior living solution for yourself or a loved one? We at Care Partners Senior Living pride ourselves in finding answers for seniors in need. Care Partners offers independent, assisted living, and memory care options through our 15 vibrant senior living communities in Western Washington and Spokane. Care Partners is the best choice for senior living because we deliver quality care at an extremely affordable price. That's the help you need and the Care Partners Living difference. Visit carepartnersliving.com. The following podcast is provided by an approved senior care provider on the Answers for Elders radio network. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders radio as we are talking estate planning and elder law. Um, a lot of the things we may be hearing about right now, we may not have even thought about, or we may think, oh, well, I have that taken care of. Maybe you do, and maybe you don't. We are here with Phil Up George, and he is an elder law and estate planning attorney based out of Whatcom County in Bellingham, but he covers the entire state of Washington, and he's as close as your Zoom screen. So that's really important that Phil is here. And we're talking about having goals, setting goals for your later life care, which is so important. And Phil, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me, Suzanne. You know, we've been talking in the very first half of our hour about, you know, setting goals and all those things. And there's a lot of people out there that may think, oh, well, I just, I have a will. I have a, um, I went to my uh, neighborhood attorney down the street that um, set me up but knows nothing about later life, (laughs) just a family law attorney. I mean, there's a lot of people out there. That's what they do. They don't realize that this is so specialized, especially with how laws are changing, how the laws of Medicare are changing, Medicaid, all of those different things, navigating those, you know, daunting worlds. Um, The average attorney doesn't know anything about this. And that's, they're not trained on that. And you're absolutely correct. And then they don't, they don't really want to be trained on this. Just, uh, you know, the, there's really no such thing as your friendly neighborhood attorney anymore that covers everything. Mm-hmm. Those laws have become so, so specialized. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when it really comes down to the, the folks that I deal with, and, and, you know, I say this on my website, I say this during my seminars, unfortunately, most retirement plans fail when families need them the most. And what I mean by that is when you judge their plans by their goals, so not wanting to being forced into nursing home care, um, not wanting to run out of money due, due to long-term care and not becoming a burden on their families, most upwards of 70 to 80% of retirement plans actually fail. Yeah. And that's because people don't, people don't approach it the right way. They think of legal planning as just a will and a power of attorney. And if you think about what a will and a power of attorney are, a will just basically says at its, at its most basic, this is where I want my assets to go when I die. Yeah. And a power of attorney says, this is who I want to be able to make decisions for me until I die. Um, and then maybe you'll have a living will, which will say, okay, this is how I want this is how I want to die. And so what you've done is you've created this die, die, die plan. And if, you know, you're one of those lucky folks who basically just, um, well, passes away in their own bed one night, right? Mm -hmm. Wins what you've actually figured out is the lottery. Um, And that planning is fine. But if you end up, let's say, having a stroke and being rushed off to the hospital and then having to go into a rehab facility and then having your family try to find a care facility for you after that and then trying to figure out how to pay for those things, 
that's when it, things really become a nightmare. And that's where this normal planning really falls yeah. off the rails. And I, I would say, I would add one more thing to that. Mm-hmm. What if you are found unresponsive in your home? Oh my goodness. And, and if you don't have what's called a pulse form, if you're, if you're, you have an illness or chronic situation, heart condition, something like that. Um, first thing a medical responder is going to do is look for that bright green um, document on your refrigerator. And Absolutely. if that's not there, they will do everything they can, including breaking ribs Absolutely. to resuscitate you. And if you don't want that, yeah. They're, but they, they're a lot obligated to do that. So all of those things are so important to, to, you know, voice your wishes to, you know, to make sure that you have your, your um, wishes put out there so that people know. Absolutely. And you know what I'd also like to do, Suzanne, is when, when I complete a plan with a couple, mm-hmm. uh, what I like to do is I like to bring their families in and I call it a family. I love that. And what we do is we sit down and it's an hour and a half, two hours. And I go through everything that we've done. We, I go through the goals that we've set. I go through the wishes that the parents have for their kids. I go through the roles that the kids are going to play and what, what assets are available to them to actually complete their goals and be successful with them. Um, and hearing, having the entire family in the same room, hearing this message at one time from the same voice about what is expected what they want done with their assets, how they want to be treated if they can't make decisions for themselves. It goes such a long way towards avoiding fights with the family. Hugely. Oh my goodness. It really, really does. Mm -hmm. I was reading a study that came out of Stanford about three years ago, and it was saying that there was families, they talked to all these different families and 70% of people felt that they had spoken to their children about what their what their goals were in retirement, mm-hmm. what they wanted to have happen when they passed away. Mm-hmm. It turns out only about 30% of the children actually thought that that same conversation had happened. So just because you think that you've had that, you, that you've had that conversation with your children doesn't mean that they're on the same, on the same boat with you. You need to make sure and double check and have that conversation again, or better yet, have that conversation with a professional in your children, because I have to tell you, sometimes children pay a little bit more attention to an attorney than they do their their own. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know what? It does have more credibility when it comes from an attorney. And I will tell you this, the attorney is going to say, okay, Mary, daughter over here has a full-time job. She's working, you know, you know, 50 hours a week, she's not in the, you know, the situation where she can care for you. But Joe over here, your son has a wife that's home, they're willing to take you. And yes, you may have to make a move, but your quality of life is be going to be so much better. And so having that opportunity to really you know, focus and give you, give somebody the real scenario in a non-objective way where Mary can say, you know what, I can make this decision and not feel like I'm going to hurt, you know, daughter that's working 50 hours a week. Those conversations, when you have, when you bring a a professional in like you, Mm -hmm. it's just this amazing thing that happens that all of a sudden they're able to you know, function much better. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Or, you know, what I'll find is that people are so stuck on the notion that their power of attorneys, their order of agents has to go from oldest child to youngest child because of oh, totally. order. 
it, even even if the youngest child just happened to be a, a you know a bank manager, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't take advantage of the specialty no. knowledge and the special skills that their kids yeah. can do with this. So just having those conversations with them, I can't tell you how many times I've had this family meeting with people, and just the conversations then that that sparks with their children mm-hmm. means that we go back in and end up changing their plan accordingly because one child says, "Hey, wait a second. I never wanted to do that in the first place. You know, I'm not qualified yeah. to make healthcare. Well, and, and you know, I can remember our scenario yeah. where my mom had my former sister-in-law initially because they were good friends and they were close up in my hometown. They she appointed her power of attorney, but then my mom lived with down in Linwood with me. Mm-hmm. And so I had all the responsibility and no authority. Right. Which is, which makes your, it's like forcing you to do a job with both of your hands tied behind your back. Yeah. yeah. Until finally I had to say to her, mom, I love you to pieces. I will, uh, but here's the thing. I cannot do this without you changing things. And, and it was really hard because it caused a riff in the family because you know, my former sister-in-law was going, well, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Why are you taking this away from me? Because it's not working. So there was the fight, you know, and I was just trying to do right by my mom. Right. So those are things I think too. Um, and it's also honoring the values of your loved one. I think that, you know, when you really come down to it, I know when my mom was on Medicaid, Mm -hmm. she only got like $59 a month or some ridiculous amount of money. But yeah. you know what? I helped supplement her with, yeah. I threw her a couple hundred bucks every month, but we would go out to dinner. And whenever yeah. we went out to dinner, it's like, don't ask me why she insist on paying because yeah. it was important to her that she did. Your mom. She wanted to do it. Well, my yeah. family just went crazy yeah. about why are you having your mother pay the bill? Because she wants to, it makes her feel good. Yes. And, and this is the difference between when we understand a little bit about, you know, how we're working together as a family to have somebody like you that gets everybody on the same page and say, you know, it's important to my mom or your mother that she doesn't feel like she's a burden with her children. And these are some things that we need to talk about and what her values are. Oh, and that is where you come in, which is so, val- you know, so important with this whole process. It really is. It, it, it gives a voice to everyone. It gives mm-hmm. a voice to everyone in the mm-hmm. family. So everyone can have their point of view. Everybody can be heard. Mm-hmm. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, we make a decision and everybody right. falls in line behind that decision. Absolutely. Uh, and it does. It really helps bring about the best results. Because if, if, if one of your main goals is not to become a burden on your family, and by mm-hmm. extension, that means that you, you don't want your family to just start fighting like cats and dogs, having these conversations is the best way to achieve that goal. Absolutely. So Phil, tell us a little bit, do you cover these things in your, in your seminars? Absolutely. And so I have on a monthly basis, I have these, these free retirement, uh, retirement and estate planning seminars. Um, you can actually go to my website, www.safeharborlegalsolutions.com. And we've got the list of them coming up there, mm-hmm. but I do, I, I cover this and I cover a lot more on, on basically how to change the way that you approach retirement planning, mm-hmm. how to really approach retirement planning to give you and your family the best possible chance of having a successful retirement and to put your family in a position where they can succeed if they're working Mm -hmm. for you instead of putting them in a position where oh they might have to quit their job they might have to do something else uh in order to 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 really help you and and just really one you know i always say 
when is it, when do you, should you start creating an estate plan? I, I mean, yeah. I, are, is anybody ever too young to do that? <laughs> no. uh, I think people should create their first estate plan when they first have children. And then yeah. after your children leave home, when you turn 65, you need to get another estate plan that then will cover you through to retirement. Yeah. That's really yeah. the best way to approach it. Obviously. And then the last thing, how often should your estate plan be reviewed? I would say every three to five years, you should go in and you should see your attorney and you should talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something, if you have a good attorney, that will be part of the package that you signed Mm -hmm. up for in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You come in every three to five years, we can review what you have and make sure it still achieves all your goals. Perfect. And how do we reach you? You can reach me on my website at www.safeharborlegalsolutions.com or over the phone at 360-746-7169. And I am always available on Zoom. Fabulous. And we're going to come back in this last segment. We talked about what the failures are. Well, guess what? We're going to talk about now. How do you set up a successful um, retirement plan? Um, And we are going to be right back right after this. We at Answers for Elders thank you for listening. Did you know that you can discover hundreds of podcasts in our library on senior care? So visit our website and discover our decision guides that will help you also navigate decision-making. Find us at AnswersForElders.com. In your senior years, activities and social opportunities may become limited. And while we'd like to live our golden years independently, the reality is our homes can become hazardous and isolated. Hi, I'm Colette with Care Partner Senior Living. Care Partners provides the setting for new relationships and planned social events. From outings to events on site, our staff directs multiple group or individual activities every day in surroundings that are safe and secure. Care Partner Senior Living has 15 vibrant communities throughout Western Washington and Spokane, providing independent, assisted living, and memory care at extremely affordable pricing. And if you ever run out of funds and need to convert to Medicaid, you will never be asked to move. From how we design our communities to our attentive care staff, Care Partners gives you the support, security, and safety you need to live independently on your terms. Have fun, stay active, and never worry about moving. That's the Care Partners experience. Visit carepartnersliving.com. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.